Everyone, please find your seat because school is in session. You're listening to the new teacher hotline presented by the American Board for Certification of Teacher Excellence. Welcome to the premiere episode, episode one, of the New Teacher Hotline. I'd like to welcome you, and I'm glad that you've found us on the giant convoluted internet. And let me uh, just do a quick couple of introductions here so you know who we are. My name is Mike Kelly. I am the director of teacher preparation for the American Board and the author of Rookie Teaching for Dummies. Um, Sitting opposite me in our space-aged recording studio is Dr. Glenn Moulton, who is our resident teaching expert currently developing our professional teaching knowledge refresher course so i'm the rte resident teacher expert excellent this is episode one of ten thousand right so this is a collector's item yes make sure you want to hold on to this one exactly (laughs) about every two weeks uh we will be presenting you with a fine bit of edutainment here in the form of our podcast and essentially it'll be broken into two parts the first part is what we call the warm-up which will sort of present what's on our minds that week, those burning issues we need to speak about and sort of work out, or just something that uh, maybe has arisen in the news or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then the second part, I will be culling from the web. A question from our listeners, um, a question which is bothering them in their classrooms, something, an issue that's come up. Uh, maybe it's an issue they're thinking about. Maybe they're one of our candidates. Of course, now this podcast is not just available to the American Board candidates at www.abcte.org. It is a plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also available to anyone, of course, hopefully on iTunes. And we have grand plans, and hopefully you've found us through one of these many media outlets. But uh, if you have burning questions about your classroom, I realize I got sidetracked. But if you yeah. have any burning issues that are on your mind, please um, email them to us. And our email address is newteacherhotline at gmail.com. So feel free to email us your questions. If you're someone who's trying to become a teacher, you've got serious concerns about becoming a teacher, or if you're in the classroom and you're having trouble, hence the new teacher hotline, we are here to help. Now, these questions have to be educational in nature, right? We don't want to know about, we don't want to answer questions about their personal life or It depends dress. on how many emails we get. Oh, uh, yeah. No, we hopefully can, professional We nature. can uh, sort through them then, right? Right. We got the best ones. And if you can work in something personal, you know, yeah, then that's yeah. more exciting for all of okay. us. Okay. Uh, so we may not use it, but it would be fun to read. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So rest assured that you're <laughs> entertaining someone. Uh, so this week we'll start with our warm-up. Okay. Um, I'm warm. Uh, okay. And our first issue is uh, classroom management. I figured we would start with the easiest thing. Well, that's an easy one. Right. Over the next series of podcasts, we're going to focus on little sections of classroom management, sort of in conjunction with our classroom management module that's coming out to all American board candidates. So I figured today we would just frame it. So, Glenn, if I say classroom management, what do you say? Don't panic. Have something ready. It's actually, uh, classroom management is actually the first thing that has to occur. And wise teachers are well prepared for this even before school starts. If there is a, there is a saying that I happen to believe in, and that is, if there is structure and management in the classroom, then the process of education can take place. However, if there's not, 
it looks more like a jailbreak, and uh, it's unlikely anything meaningful is going to happen that day. Now, I know I taught, I was a math teacher for seven years, which is not a long, long stretch of time, but enough to know that that's not the first thing I would have thought of with classroom management. Right. Most people are concerned about what they're going to teach. And actually, the first consideration is, who are you going to teach it to? What's the nature of the audience? What kind of student is going to be sitting in front of you? How many of them? And what kind of rules are going to be needed for that particular classroom? So um, when, I th- when I used to think of classroom management, I would think of, I've got a kid that's really behaving poorly. So what do I do to, to, to get control of the classroom back? And you're framing it in an entirely different way. Right. Uh, the, the best way to handle discipline problems is to prevent them. And the best way to prevent them is to be prepared for them because they will happen. Right. Now, if I am listening to the podcast and I'm already having behavioral problems, I'm thinking to myself, prevent them before they even happen. Okay, well, that's nice to know for next year. But this year, I am already in hot water. Right. So it's not lost. Right? Are you saying that? Are you saying that it's lost if you if you haven't got classroom control already, or is it? Are there things you can do? No, no, no. That's very typical. And uh, most most first year teachers makes that make the same mistake. Uh, they start out assuming that the students want to be there and will be enraptured by them as teachers and want to learn it all. And so you're saying that doesn't happen? Oh yeah, it always did for me, but. <laughs> I guess it's possible, but that you shouldn't assume that uh, you'll be the head of a utopian uh, society. Right. Uh, it never happened for me either. But there is a honeymoon period that uh, most students will grant you of a week or two as, at the beginning of school. And during that period, you must establish law and order and establish uh, the classroom procedures that's going to carry you for the rest of the year. So if you've missed that opportunity, and most of us did, including myself, because uh, no one was there to advise me either, then the best thing you can do is transition back into that. Okay, here's what you got to do. Number one. Okay, should I get a pencil? Uh, well, yeah, this is going to be important. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, you've got to come up with some class rules, and they need to be based on uh, realistic classroom situations that you've already encountered, and uh, then what are you going to do about it? What are the consequences? Okay, let me ask you a question about class rules. Because I went through a, t- a traditional training track, and a lot of my classes were stressing the fact that when you're making class rules, it should be the entire class procedure. That you should have all of your students get together and help you decide the rules. Where do you weigh in on that? Well, that's nice if you can pull it off. I mean, that is probably the best way of doing it. However, if you're already in the middle of a train wreck, it's pretty hard to put the cars back up on the track. So at some point, the teacher may have to reestablish control and become the authority figure in the classroom. Uh, and so doing, if I mean, the teacher kind of has to judge for themselves. Where are they? If the, if the train is already wrecked, then, okay, pick it up and put it back on the tracks yourself, and the students will have to fall in line. So come up with some realistic rules as well as consequences. Okay, so that was step one is That's rules step one. and consequences. Got it. Step two, enforce them in a fair and consistent way. All, all the time, every time. What a lot of teachers will find is that they don't enforce the rules that they create, and as such, they might as well not have them. Or they find that they only enforce them some of the times, or with certain students, which, of course, is uh, that's just as bad or maybe even worse. So you almost have to think of it as a situation where 
okay, now this week I'm going to concentrate on the kids who are out of their seat. And I'd tell them that in advance. Okay, the rule this week is stay in your seat. Anybody out of their seat, you receive the consequence. So you're saying in a dire situation, it may not be appropriate to enforce all the rules at all times. Well, not that you wouldn't enforce them, but that you would specifically focus on rules so that you can right. bring the class up to speed. Exactly. Uh, you may have a full slate of rules. And, I, and by the way, uh, by rules, I'm talking about a few in number. Hmm. Uh, not If you have more than 10, uh, only you are going to remember them. Can I tell you that when I first started teaching, my class rule list was six single-spaced pages. Mm. And it turned out that that was a lot to remember <laughs> in the long term. Uh, there were uh, corollaries and bylaws and by rule 8.9.4D amended last year. You can't sharpen your pencil. That's right. You were a math teacher, right? Right. I had them organized with lots of decimals. That had... Very limited potential. Right. There is one other thing that uh, a teacher may want to consider, and that is when do you begin to reinforce uh, the, the new rules or the rules that you've already established? And one of the things that has always worked well for teachers that I've worked with, including myself, is begin after a holiday. Mm. If you don't have a handy holiday, begin after a weekend. In other words, don't necessarily start your new campaign on Thursday. Right. Probably the worst day would be on Friday. Uh, the best day would be the day you return from a long holiday, like Christmas vacation. If you don't have a holiday handy, pick a Monday. That's when they're probably the most attentive and uh, are willing to listen and are willing to obey. Well, excellent. Well, that, let's do a quick recap then. So for this week's warm-up activity, in order to establish order in the classroom, the first two steps are writing rules that are clear, that are few and that are enforceable, and then to, in turn, number two, enforce them fairly and consistently. And then in situations where it's difficult to enforce across the board, then to specifically highlight individual rules that you can work on. Exactly, exactly. Now, in part of the implementation of this is to pick a holiday and begin the day after the holiday. The other right. thing that, that a new teacher should consider is informing the administration that, Okay, I'm, I'm reinforcing my rules, and uh, I may have to make an example out of a couple kids. And I'll uh, just tell you in advance that you might be receiving a student or, or two third period today. Well, that's actually a very important point to bring up is that the administration's involvement in this is, mm -hmm. is essential. And actually, I'm going to earmark that as a subject for next week's okay. warm-up because I think that deserves even more right. attention. You've got mail. Uh, let's move on then to our reader questions. And this okay. is an email that I received um, a few weeks ago. It says, I'm a brand new teacher. I taught in Japan and Spain for a while, but it does not compare even a half percentage what I'm experiencing now in my first year of teaching. I'm discovering it is a lonely profession. Anyway, the reason I'm writing to you is to ask your advice about classroom management. I have followed all of the strategies others have suggested and I have changed my teaching style, and, well, I don't even smile anymore. Could be one of those new things. Right. I don't smile. It could be one of the suggestions. <laughs> teaching has taken everything out of me. These kids just don't respect wow. me. So this is a very, uh, yeah, very distressing. This, this person needs help. This is a dark place. The principal told me that every student in the class was academically strong and that they only choose, quote, unquote, the best students without behavioral problems for me. 
Well, boy, was I in for a treat. First of all, I was compared to their first teacher left and right, and many resented the fact that I, were, I was transferred uh, into the class, and the behavior problems started showing up, talking back, swearing, throwing paper, etc., etc., etc. I don't know what the exceptions are, but those were some serious mm-hmm. first three. Were they capitalized? They were not. They were not. Was, was there an excl- exclamation point yeah. afterward? There was, okay. and an ellipsis. Ooh. To suggest that's, that there was. That's some <laughs> emphasis on that. Um, I've tried everything to build classroom community, and it's not working. And I've heard it said that no amount of cooperative learning, discovery-based lessons, etc., can cure the ailments of an undisciplined classroom, and I agree. I'm under a lot of pressure to get those kids under control. And I am desperate and beginning to feel as though I am the worst teacher in the world. I would really appreciate it if you could give me some suggestions and ways to improve. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's... Could you just give me a 30-second answer to that question? <laughs> uh, no. I yeah, but it wouldn't possible. be very good. Right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Actually, that, that question is, is, I hate to say it, but it's really typical of a lot of new teachers. And it's probably a good one to start with. Uh, there are many answers to this, but here's the here's the surface answer. It sounds like we have a teacher who has either lost control or more likely never had control. Okay, to establish control, we almost have to go back to something we said earlier. What's the first thing you have to do? You have to have rules, and then you have to enforce them. Never assume that the students are always going to play by the rules. You're not suggesting that I pick this letter because it matches with our topic from earlier. No, but it it certainly does. What a I'm, happy I'm glad you did. <laughs> Let's see if we can do that again next time. Right. Uh, this is, actually it does. Now that you think about it, because the teacher needs to reestablish control, become the authority in the classroom, and there's a there's an interesting thing that we have our teachers do sometimes, especially in their first year, and that is shadow a student all day long. So before you start teaching, you have to follow this student all day long and sit through all their classes. What we have found is that if the student has seven different classes that day, Mm -hmm. the student will demonstrate seven different personalities Interesting, based on whatever class they're in. The person who sets the tone or the personality for the class is the teacher, not the student. It sounds like this particular teacher that we're talking about has allowed the students to set the tone for the class. It does. So she almost, she or he almost needs to go back and reestablish that, you know, I'm the authority figure here and I will run this class. And then a lot of times the behavior will fall in place. But absent that, the students will do what they want. Now, I can definitely vouch for someone, you know, in the classroom who knows that when you try to establish that authority figure, it is just really unpleasant. It's weeks or even a month and a half or two months of constant badgering of students to behave correctly and just one moment of slipping up or one moment of letting something go because you just don't feel like you have the energy to deal with that sort of discipline really can undo lots of progress. That's true. Uh, this is one where to reestablish control, you've got to be on your best game. It's got to be something that you do from then on. The popularity thing, yes, you're going to be the most unpopular teacher in the school until that training period is over. For a lot of teachers, you know, the advice we give them is start tough. Now, that doesn't mean start mean. It does not mean to start ugly. It does not mean to start nasty. What it means is be tough, tough love, be fair, be kind. But no, you make the rules and you enforce them. 
it's easy to let up once the rules are established, and most teachers do. It's very hard to reestablish the rules once they've been lost. So we encourage people to begin that way. If you didn't and you've got to recuperate, that's going to cost you some time and energy. Again, we've, we've talked about it already a little bit, but determine in your mind the best time to do this. If it's really out of control, then go over the rules again so that all the students are very clear on them and the consequence. Then you can pick one of them and enforce it heavily. Mm-hmm. And when that's under control, go to the next one. Right, so when you've got things that are completely chaotic, sort of cleaning up one corner of the messy room at a time. Right. Enforce them all, but overemphasize um, certain ones. That sounds like so very good take them off the list one at a time until you're, you've reestablished control. Now, in so doing, you may uh, have found some ringleaders. Normal control just doesn't seem to work with them, and they're the ones that, well, you know what, maybe they need to go see the administrator, or maybe the teacher makes a phone call to the parents, uh, you know, at dinner time, or perhaps some detention or after-school activity. All right, so actually that sounds like another great topic for uh, warm-up. Okay. So we've identified we're, yet we're on another. a roll then, right? Indeed we are. So <laughs> because identifying ringleaders and trying to knock out that sort of mm-hmm. bad behavior example is yeah, exactly. We probably should spend some time on that. So I think with that, we will bring this first podcast to a close. Uh, we are interested, first and foremost, in helping you and bringing you some relief. We understand that teaching can be a difficult thing, especially when you feel as though you're only surrounded by children all day long. And what you really long for is just someone to talk to and give you some feedback. Even, uh, I know when I was teaching, even friends of mine, adult friends of mine that I would talk to about teaching just really weren't interested in hearing about how the kids weren't doing their warm-up when they were supposed to and what I should do about yeah, it. it. comes off as whining. Right. Probably the best thing to do is talk to the teacher next door right. or the department chair or somebody who's been there for a while. And if you're not interested in doing that but know how to email, email us. We'll continue to talk about uh, classroom management and have interesting and hopefully entertaining things to say. So thanks for listening. And until then, we'll see you in the faculty lounge. Do you have a question that you would like us to answer on a future podcast? Our experts are standing by. Email us today at newteacherhotline at gmail.com. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the American Board for Certification of Teacher Excellence. In fact, ABCTE makes no claim that downloading this podcast will even be worth your time. But, you know, we, we hope it is. Our theme song is courtesy of Van Davis at www.vandavis.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.